0: You're listening to The Josh Paul Podcast. Connect with Josh on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or by visiting joshpaul.org. Now, here's Josh. We are back. Man, it's going to be a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in. I tell you, God, it says His mercies are new every day single morning. I'm so glad about that, aren't you? Because I don't know about you, but um I just I, I need about all the grace that God can give me. And um but so I have a very exciting um guest with me today, one that you may not even know we named this ministry after a work that he done and it's just it's funny how God puts things together, right? Divine appointments and you know you just happen to know people who know people. And so today's guest um I didn't even know I knew through a friend of mine and so um I was telling the story one day about um, Anchor Ridge and, and how we got the name for, uh, you know coming from Josh Paul Ministries, as many of you know it is, and and coming into the Anchor Ridge. And so we were walking the track one day, and this song, you guys probably know the song, this song that I grew up with, my church, and all of us all over America grew up with this song called The Anchor Holds. And I have the writer of that song with me here today. His name is Lawrence Tuning, and he is here. Thank, thank, thank you God. so much, brother, for being here. Thanks. What an honor. And so, um, yeah, most of you probably didn't know that. We, we actually, we got the name <laughs> from, I was just telling you, you know, we used to go out there and walk that track, walk that track, because um, we just wanted it to be something just really about the Lord, and that song always came to mind. And so, so what's going on with you? Well, I'm retired. I'm an old
1: man now. Uh, I was in ministry for many years full time, and then uh, we moved to South Carolina, and I got a job as a social worker, as a foster care worker, and an adoption worker, and did ministry on the weekends, So one of those tent maker things. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah. now that I've retired, I'm still doing ministry, I'm doing concerts, I've got a podcast um, called Me and My 88 Friends, mm-hmm. you know, there's 88 keys on a piano, and I'm yeah. a piano player. And uh, we, most of what that the podcast is, is hearing people's testimonies. There's that verse that says they overcame the enemy through the word of their testimony. And I'm a firm believer there's power in everybody's testimony. And I'm still working for adoptions, uh, although not with the state anymore. Uh, I do a few things with the state, but uh, private adoptions. When you adopt a child, you have to have somebody write a big paper about the parents. And so I do that. I interview them and write basically little biographies. Uh, So I'm keeping busier than ever, even though I'm technically retired.
0: (laughs) That's beautiful, actually. (laughs) That's amazing because um, especially with some stories I've heard down at the borders happening with the kids and and all this craziness going on in our country, I'm I'm thankful to know that there's godly people out there getting these kids in with with good families. So thank you for that. I had no idea you were doing that, actually.
1: Yeah, it's tedious work, but it's very rewarding. I had the privilege of baptizing uh, a little girl who was a foster child when I worked for the state Uh, we later ended up going to the same church and when she was an adult by that time and she wanted her old caseworker to baptize her so it's it's been wonderful to be able to share the Lord with with them but now I mainly work with the parents Mm -hmm. I mean with the adopters rather than the children
0: that's amazing Thank you for yeah. that. That's that's amazing work. It truly is, and Thanks. I can't imagine all. It would be very tedious. Um, I want to talk about. Um, I watched recently, actually, uh, an interview that you did while you were sitting. It's on YouTube. If if you guys want to go look it up, it's on YouTube. Um, it's where you're sitting at a piano, yeah. and um, you're telling the story. Of this song you wrote. Now, this is a song we all grew up with. I mean, it's worldwide known, and um, I didn't know you were the one who wrote it. I was telling my friends one day over at the father's house, um, you know how we got our name, and they were like, "Wait a minute, we know him." <laughs> I was like, "No way," you know. And yep. so then, then all this came about, and here we sit today. But um, yeah. I want to talk about that video that I watched. That it's almost got two million views now. Everybody's yeah. watching it, and it's the story of you. Writing this song.
1: That's right. We did a DVD, and that's just part of the DVD. Um, in uh, Muncie, Indiana, it's called "Live at the Off Center Garage." It was done in a in a, a truck a bus garage that they made into a studio, and um, yeah, that I had an album out called. Kalamazoo or Beyond the Blue. It's a long story. There's a certain song I have called Kalamazoo. and uh, So that was an opportunity to share the story behind the anchor holes. And I, my cousin said, let's just put it on YouTube. I had no idea that, uh, I thought maybe a handful would watch it, but it's been very uh, humbling. And You know how that goes when, when God puts his hand on something and and uh, blesses it. But um, that song was written through a lot of tears. I've told people that wasn't some slick Nashville writer uh, sitting in a, a studio with a rhyming dictionary. Let's, let's see how we can come up with a slick song. That was uh, from the very brokenness of, of my heart. And uh, I thought for months after I wrote it that it was just for me. You know, I thought this helped me through a dark time, and uh, thank
0: God He had other plans for it. And I remember um, watching watching this interview, and and I, I think you said it was it was 1992. Yes. And and um, you had said that you and your wife had started calling this year, the year of um, sorrows, sorrows, the year of sorrows, because yeah. you had so much going on yeah. that year. Um, what, what was going on? Well, it was an accumulation of things.
1: And it's really wild because there are so many people that have gone through far worse than what we went through. But it was like one thing after. It was one of those years where you ever had a day where the washing machine breaks and then the, the car runs out of gas. You have <laughs> everything all together. Um, it started out with the death of my father, who was a wonderful Christian man. And uh, he was 79 years old. We all knew it was coming, but, you know, your head will tell you sometimes that this makes sense, this is for the best, but your heart is a different matter. And so I was grieving his loss. Um, We had some health problems. Uh, My wife was showing symptoms of lupus, and the doctors were really concerned about that. Our little girl had some polyps that had to be removed, and I was a pastor. I had been pastoring a church, the same church, uh, for I think 16 years, and uh, that's
0: a tough job. Can I, can I pause right there yes, and sir. for a second? Because I want to talk to the people I right know pray for your pastor. Absolutely. Because they are going through some things. You, you're oh, hearing this and,
1: absolutely. you know,
0: and that's what I like to tell people. You know, you could be sitting beside somebody on the bus or, or down at the grocery store. We have no idea what people are going through. Right. and And your pastor, and I know because I'm I'm not a pastor, but I'm in ministry and I preach and I know that we can hide a lot that we're going through to, yes. to try to put a smile on to help somebody else.
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh. So I was going through that and um, our church... We were probably about 200 people by that time. It had always been known as being a very loving church. And you know, there's that verse in uh, Song of Solomon that says, it's the little foxes that spoil the vineyard. And so we began seeing little factions uh, happening. And, uh, of course, if you're a pastor, anybody who's out there who's a pastor knows what I'm talking about. You've got to walk in the bullseye a target (laughs) on your back no matter what goes wrong and so what was happening I was going through through all of this and seeing a church split happening and there was nothing I could do about it and you know when you're a pastor uh, you carry all the burdens that's why we need to pray for pastors any pastor who's who's worth his salt carries all the burdens of the flock, it's not a, a eight to five job, but uh, I know I was, I would go through guilt if, um, if, if some teenager in the church got in trouble or if a marriage fell apart. You always say, well, I guess I didn't do my job. I should have worked harder. I should have done a little bit, uh, you know, better. And that was weighing on me, the death of my father the possible health problems with my wife. Then the, the uh, summer, uh, Trish had her third miscarriage. Uh, we, now, we've got three adult children, but uh, we have three in heaven that we lost a miscarriage. And uh, what was so bad, uh, hard about the third one was that she was um, 14 weeks pregnant. And the week before the doctor had said, I really think you're out of danger. The heartbeat is strong, the baby's well formed, your chances of miscarriage are probably five to ten percent. And a few days later, um, I wasn't with my wife, I was doing some industry things about forty-five minutes away. We were living in Massachusetts at the time, and um, I stopped at a phone booth to Tell my wife I was going to be a little late for supper, and my brother-in-law who lived next door he said, "I'm here with the kids, and I've got some really um, bad news. It looks like Trish is losing the baby after all. They've rushed her to the hospital in the Worcester Mass. And uh, of course, I was praying. I was crying all the way. I Say, Lord, you know we're going through so much. Please let us have this child. Um, we." Somebody said, when you have a miscarriage, you've already made a little room in your heart. You added a little room in your heart for that child. And so when I walked through the door of the hospital and walked in, my wife turned and said, have you heard the news? We lost him. He was a little boy. And I remember looking up at at the um, ceiling in that hospital room and saying, "Uh, Lord, I love you. I've loved you since I was a little boy. Came to know you at eight years old, and I'm never gonna stop loving you. But I don't understand. I just don't understand why everything that we touch this year is going up in smoke. And uh, it it was a blow. And like I say, many people have had miscarriages. The stories we've heard from people that were touched by this song are just uh, amazing. The the depth of grief and tragedy that they've gone through. But depression is a funny kind of thing. Uh, You can get uh, depressed over the loss of a pet. You can get depressed over growing old. But depression always has a sense of loss, like I've really lost something. And we went through about six months. The church I pastored gave me a six-month sabbatical. And um, we, we just sought the Lord. And I tell people, if you're going to go on a sabbatical, make sure it's in the summer. This was in the fall. I and mean, you got to run carpool every day. You can't go to, to the Bahamas and <laughs> get on the beach and see God. But it was during that time where, that it seemed like every, it, you know how the enemy talks. I kept feeling the best years are over. The best years are over. And, you know, I wasn't uh, even 50 years old yet. But um, that—it's what's their look forward to, you know. And but then I would remember that verse. Uh, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. And so, my uh, therapy, my grief therapy, if you want to call it that, was to go down in my basement. I had a keyboard there, and get alone with God and play the piano. And I would play the old hymns that I uh, was brought up with. Some of those gems that I would never even discovered. I'd look in the hymn book. I'd never heard that before. I would sing that. I would sing songs that I had written. I'd written many many songs. And shut door, shut door, shut door. So many near misses uh, as far as people picking up the songs. And uh, one, one day I was just playing the piano, and I kept playing these same chords over and over and over again. The more I played them, the more I just felt the presence of the Lord. And I found myself um, singing the anchor holes, though the ship is battered, the anchor holes, though the sails are torn. And that's really all I got, except I did get the the, at the end, The anchor holds in spite of the storm. No verses, not even a whole chorus. But as I would sing that, and every day I would go down and play that, the comfort, the hope, the strength of the Lord. Didn't happen all at once, but just began seeping in, and uh, pretty soon I had a verse. Then I I ended up with about five or six verses uh, that have never gotten recorded. And we began to pull out and began to see that as long as we have breath, God has a future and a hope.
0: Can we, let's talk about yeah. that. My goodness, because you, you just unpacked a lot of stuff right there. That's, yeah. oh, to because I know that I've had years that, that I've, you know, and, it could be small things that happen to you these these are pretty large things you're talking about but yeah. you know when they start piling up that's right it it can be one needle on the haystack that just breaks Absolutely. everything you know and so um you know if you're out there and and you you are just desperate you you just feel like lord i you, you know you feel like lazarus you've been in the tomb 4 days you, you're like lord i know you could have showed up by now where are you get inspired order josh paul's newest book entitled closer to the father it's a daily prayer devotional and fasting journal each day you'll be guided through a prayer that will grow your faith and deepen your relationship with god You'll receive daily motivation to be your best as you journey deeper into prayer. God loves when you pray bold prayers. Get your copy by visiting joshpaul.org or call 1-800-722-8714. Order now. You're just 21 days away from a closer walk with the Father. Reach out to us pray we will pray with you the numbers at the bottom of the screen call that number we would love to pray with you and we are here 24 hours a day it doesn't matter if it's day or night somebody will answer the phone and we'll pray with you so do that and um my goodness you know and there is hope there is hope for people and here's what um what you were talking about what the enemy does to us he does make us feel like it's over like it's done and one of my favorite verses is psalm 118 17 I will not die, but live and declare the good works of the Lord. And I, I like to apply that to all situations. You know, this thing's not over. It's yeah. just beginning. And I'm going to declare that and yeah. keep on declaring it in the name of Jesus that the Lord is breathing life into this thing and yeah. and these things. And so we we got to, like what you were doing, you got to find some way to find some hope and to make it through. And that, and going down there and And you know worshiping. what, that, that, that song, I had
1: written maybe, 250 songs before but that song which was written in the lowest moment was the doorway to a greater ministry it was a doorway the song came out and suddenly people all over the world were hearing it but I thought the the best was over and you know I just thought okay it was me and God. I mean, I just I felt comforted. I had no idea what God was, and then that, that's the way it works sometimes. God's putting this tapestry together, and we don't see how they're going to all fit together. But if you hang on long enough, you'll see it. I'm telling you. Yeah. You
0: know, you're you're actually even encouraging me right now. I've been I was yesterday in Mount Airy, North Carolina, I was preaching, and um, because I've been going through some brokenness and really just you know back on the potter's wheel type of stuff where yeah. God's got to get this stuff out of us and bring us to a point where he really can use us and, and things like that. So I've been on the thrashing floor, I feel like. And, and um, I think it's important for people to remember the Bible does say that he's working all things out Yeah, for our good. And that's so important to hang on to. And
1: people have a hard time with that verse. Uh, I know uh, my, my sister was killed in a car wreck when I was growing up. And my dad had a problem with that verse. People would quote it. You know, all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And he had a hard time with it, and I guess I have at times. Like, how can we call that good? And and the Lord just brought to mind, I'm not saying all things are good. I'm saying I can bring good out of all things. So not everything that happens. You know, a drunk man killing a, a young girl, that's not good. But God can bring good out of it, and um, he brought good out of out, out of our dark time. He did, you know.
0: He, he does, and I think a lot of times it causes this pressure, kind of like the same pressure that's needed for a seed to sprout up through the ground. It's like this... it it causes things to come out of you that you didn't know you had before, you know, and it it makes you realize that you can survive. You didn't think you could survive, but you can survive. And oh, my. And people
1: who are going through it, I think it's Thessalonians says he gives us a comfort that we can comfort others with on down the line who kind of go through the same thing. I do want to tell you one other little thing about the the anchor holes. A few months later, Ray Bolts put the song out, and uh, I had known Ray since I was, Ray came to the Lord at one of my concerts, and uh, he just happened to ask me, what's going on? I said, it's been a horrible year, but the Lord comforted me through a song, and so to make a long story short, uh, he said, can I, um, can I listen to it? Well, I said, okay. Okay. Let me back up. We just talked about the song. Well, this led to me resigning from being a pastor because I felt like the Lord was leading me down a different, the anointing, the cloud was moving a different direction, kind of more toward evangelism. And uh, it was, he wanted me to obey, resign, and see where he led, which was a scary thing to do. Well, I woke up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night one night. And I said, God, I, I don't have a job. You know, I'm, how am I going to support my family? Am, am I going to have to sell pencils on the, in the middle of Boston selling pencils for a nickel apiece to get groceries on the table? And that, that sweet, still, small voice uh, whispered to me and, and, in effect, said, I'm going to use your music. I will help you. And I remember saying to the Lord, Lord, I've, I've been, I've had so many near misses. I've been turned down so many times. I said, this is hard for me to believe. I'm not saying I don't believe it. But I said, I never asked you for signs, but I, I, my faith is so weak. I, I, I almost feel like I need a sign. And Do you know the next, the next morning, Ray Bolt's called, and we had only talked about the song. He said, I think I might want to record that song. I've never even heard it about, you know, that song about the anchor would you mind? I'm saying, would I mind? I'm broke, you know, (laughs) and and a famous singer's going to sing the song, and so he recorded it, and they put it on his, uh, uh, an album, and so uh, they put a couple of songs out on the radio. You know, the way it works, they pick, only pick three or four songs an album to go on the radio, and uh, it was suggested they do the Anchor holes. And the, the record company said, no, 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 no. That's not a uh, radio song. That will never fly. It's long. It's sad. It's slow. It starts with the piano. And I'm an old guy, you know. I'm thinking, well, excuse me. I thought Bridge Over Troubled Water did fine with all those ingredients. But what do I know? <laughs> but anyway, they turned it down. And uh, Ray kept telling him, you're wrong because you don't know the way it affects people. And I don't share this very often, but I just feel led to share it here. Uh, when you go through a, as a pastor, when you go through a church split, and of course, you're in the center of um, the fire. You know, you you try to put that shield of faith up, but every now and then error comes in. And there were people that had had, uh, wounded me, hurt me, treated me unfairly, in my opinion. And and the record company had already turned down the anchor holes. It was going to be an album song. And that meant that most people wouldn't hear about it. And uh, the Lord kept speaking to me in prayer. You have got to write letters to everybody who hurts you and forgive them. Lord, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know how that goes. And, and I kept putting it off. And finally, just in prayer, I, I think it was October 1st, I felt the Lord was strongly, you know, that still small voice. I didn't hear an audible voice. But said, you have to do this by October 1st. It was like an order. If you're going to obey me, do it. So I did it. Sent them out. Did you know about one week later, after sending them out, the record company changed their mind <laughs> and said, we're going to put the anchor holes on the radio. Oh, man. Give it a shot.
0: Isn't that how And
1: it, it, it came out on the radio, and within three weeks, it was number one. And it, I give all the glory to God. That was a God thing in my very broken, most broken, discouraged point in my life. Uh, he worked it out for good. He did, you know. And I'm so, so happy you named your ministry after it.
0: <laughs> well, cool. no, we love it. I grew up with the song, as many I'm sure people watching did, and th- I think it's in- so interesting. That's why I love these interviews because people don't understand, you know, the heartache and the the things behind the scenes that that you know the oil of is not free. It's crushed. Amen. You only get the oil in the crushing. Absolutely. And, and people people see people like you or or Ray or or anybody or you know anybody, and they think, "Man, I wish I could do that." Yeah. But are you willing to go through some of the things, or, or willing to do the the forgiveness thing? That alone, that's yeah. that's huge. Oh my goodness, you know. And, and so,
1: forgiveness isn't a feeling. Mm-mm. I think we know that. No. Forgiveness is a decision.
0: You have to decide. I and don't
1: I, feel any different, Lord, but I'm going to, by, by an act of my will, I'm going to say, I forgive you. And,
0: and I, it even goes further, I think, whether they're sorry or not. you know, Absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, because that doesn't feel very good, but whether they're sorry or not. And, oh, I, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: God. I, mean, I, I know people that say, <laughs> I forgive you. And you're waiting. Okay, tell me what you're sorry about. And they don't say anything. You want to say, "Well, forget it. I take it back." But you know,
0: anyway, <laughs> you say, "Well, um, all right." You come to that point. You're like, "Well, Lord, I, I did my part." And but there's a freedom in that. There's such a freedom in in letting it go. You realize that you were the one in the cage all along. You know, yes. you were trying to, as they say, drink poison and hope something bad happens to them. And yeah. that's the saying. But my gosh, what what an amazing day! This is what an amazing day for me. And I, I hope you uh, guys have too. enjoyed this story. This is. Um, this is amazing. I, can, I honestly can't believe you're sitting here right now. But um, I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. This is um, this is a special day for me. This song, I hope you'll go and watch. Go on YouTube and just um, type in the anchor hold story behind the song, and you're going to see it. It's got almost 2 million views. By the time you see it, it's probably going to have 4 or 5 million. But um, go watch that. It's such a powerful testimony. Share this. this. This song is still changing lives today, and it's been out a while. You know what else is changing lives? God, God is still moving, man, all around this country, and especially right here in these Appalachian Mountains. I tell you what, uh, we have so many teams coming and, and just volunteering. We have people jumping on flights from California and coming over, coming up from Florida and, and just coming and giving out these groceries to all these kids. And um, I want you to become a part of it. I want you to go to the website. It's anchorrich.org, and uh, you can just come up here and help us serve these kids. Well, I hope this podcast is a blessing to you. Make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend who needs a blessing. Be sure to sign up for our email list, too. We give away free gear and products, and you'll be the first one to hear about the latest episodes and all the latest news. Until next time, pray big prayers and watch God move. Have a blessed day.